When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Scarlet's Fever, the home of Sospan Central and Westerer is Besterer. Hello and welcome to this week's Scarlet's Fever with me, Lee G, and joining me as always, the awesome duo of Catboy and Big M. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening. How are we? Evening. Welcome back to the Welsh Rugby Piss Boiling podcast. We, so Martin's got a new headset, and it's the same headset as mine, and we were just comparing how good fart noises sound through the headset. Mine's better, <laughs> obviously. I, I, I just think it, this is what grown men do when you give them boys toys, and we should be proud of the fact that that's what we, what we do. So, um, yeah. Other than your new headset, Mart, what, what interesting things have we been up to this week, gents? Well, personally, I've been rekindling some of my youth. Um, Friday night, uh, went up to watch the Blackout. All in, if you don't know who the Blackout are, they're uh, this nice little band from Merthyr Tidwell. First time they've toured in nine years, you know, five dates. You know, if you weren't there, you've lost it forever. Slam Dunk now in the summer is the last one. So if you haven't seen them, get down there. Come on, no, honestly, it, it was awesome. I haven't haven't been to a to a concert to a gig in well over a year, and you know, bandana on, got my uh, got my merch going. I'm loving it. I'm happy boy now. So, how many times did your missus tell you to either stop doing something or grow up? Not that many. She's worse than me. <laughs> Honestly, she, uh, she she pulled me into all of this. I, I was quite a late comer to the scene. You know, this is the first time I, I've actually seen the blackout because when I got, finally got into him, I'd already had my my eldest full time job working all the hours God sends. So I'm uh, I'm becoming a teenager again. We've uh, I've actually got a few more lined up for the rest of the year. I got a uh, day seeker now and Beethoven. If you've never heard of them, have a listen. If you like your alternative music, you'll enjoy it. See, this this is the difference between you and me, Mark. So who are you going to go see again for the rest of the year? I got one for Dayseeker and one for Beethoven. Right. And the rest of my year involves Jesus Christ Superstar, Wicked and Hamilton. I wouldn't so... mind Wicked. I do fancy going to see Wicked. <laughs> I, got... don't, I don't do musical theatre. The missus loves it, obviously. But it just doesn't. Apart from The Lion King. Yeah. I don't mind. The best but thing with seeing... the Lion King is when they come in at the start and, and you've got the big elephants and the rhinoceros walking down. That's amazing. That is. I mean it's great, it's great songs. You can't you can't knock the songs in the Lion King. But I'm seeing the Manics and Suede in the summer in Manchester because they're doing their dual tour. So I'm seeing them. I'm looking forward to that. I always, I, this will be the what fifth or sixth time I've seen the Manics. Always go with my dad. So looking forward to that. Is this your first time without your dad or you're going with your dad? No, I'm going with my dad this time. Again, Oof. yeah, Good every time. 
He needs a chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this week, I've, I've got something this week that I've been doing that I'm going to kind of throw it in to almost, almost like a little competition, but a little bit of an incentive. So we're starting to do more stuff on YouTube and all that kind of malarkey and our youtube subscribers are growing and also we're on about 160 odd something like that so i figured when we get to 200 i'm gonna celebrate right and my celebration is have you have you seen the beyonce texas dance thing you haven't seen it have you you you, you boys haven't no i knew to beyonce she was someone from destiny's child wasn't she yeah so you can tell I live in a house with uh, uh, a lot of women. So whoa, whoa, whoa! Let hang a banger now. Oh I'm yeah, no, actually, yeah, yeah, you, you, you trump me on that quite comfortably. Anyway, I've got a teenage daughter that insists that I do TikTok dances with her. So I've got a video of me doing Beyonce's Texas. I think it's called Texas Hold'em up in there. Uh, anyway. When we reach 200 subscribers on YouTube, I will publish that video on YouTube. I will unedited. This is me doing the that that. that we got the bloopers as well. I, there, there is a I, there, there was one where I missed my first crossover right step, but other than that, yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I know it sounds. It means that my right leg went over the front. Um. But yeah, so when when we get to two hundred YouTube subscribers, I will publish my Texas Hold'em Up Beyonce dance just for entertainment value. And then when we get to two fifty, you're gonna I'll do take a, it down. Then I'll save everybody. I had. I'm, I'm in the. I'm in year. What is it now? Year eight of an argument with a friend of mine about. One of the backing dance dances in the all the single ladies dance is a man. <laughs> he he insists that the one on the left is a man, and I think, what is he on about? But he will not. I'm like, you think they couldn't find two other women who could do the dance? Because like, no, it's a man. Though. Trust me. Do you like pa don't pause it, it and stuff? Do you like pause it and see if you can have a look and zoom in and stuff? You okay, where are you going to zoom in to have a look exactly. at this? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's one of the it's one of the least least less toxic arguments that we have because the other argument that we have is Batman versus Iron Man, and that one just turns nasty every time. Okay, can I just clarify something? This argument has been going on for eight years, or it started when you were in year eight? Eight years. Eight years. All right. Rhymey, mate. You know, you're only just out of school, so I had to make sure. Yeah. Christ that live one. Iron Man versus Batman is a genuine argument. Yeah. Well, yeah. which is the best billionaire? Superman wins every time. Right. So <laughs> let's 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 move on. Um, so one one thing that I just brought up before we start with rugby stuff, and we'll get on to rugby stuff in a minute. So something that I brought up on rap just now, and I'm gonna get all pods to to do it. So I want to do some charity stuff for Christmas, right? As a pod, as all of us, as the family of pods. Okay. Christmas. Yeah. It need trust me, it it's needs gone. no no, it needs thinking about I've done this before and I left it too late. And Easter is about the right time to start planning Christmas charity stuff. So I was gonna do an auction, but I wanna know what people want in an auction. Yeah. Scarlet's merch. 
There isn't any. It, it's as rare as fuck. You would never <laughs> find it anywhere. It, there, there are people on bloody, what's that thing on lunchtime on BBC? Um, the bidding thing. They tried it on there. Can't find any. So, uh, bargain, not bargain. Is it bargain? Hunt? That's something. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Like, if we were going to do an auction, what would you want? Would it be like uh, signed shirts? Would it be like, if we could get, and I'm season I'm... ticket to your local club. Boom. Yeah. So, yeah. If it was like your local club signed t shirt, uh, signed shirt. Yeah. Or something like that. What is it that you would bid money for, or what would you put your money in a raffle for? Like, I'm thinking if it was like a Scarlet's Day where you could kind of have a tour of the stadium before and maybe meet the players or watch from the director's box. Do you know what I mean? What would make that day for you worth bidding for? And then I'm going to do it for Christmas. Cause... How much does a Scarlet's win cost? Oh, Christ. Not enough What's money, that? mate. Not enough money in the room. Yeah. Seven and a half mil. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How much would it cost to have nobody in the physio room? I mean, mm, that's it's these are the things that you want to have. We'd have to go under. (laughs) (laughs) We have Batman. Right. Anyway, let's let's start on the community game. So, Martin, give us your run. So there weren't many games last weekend, were they? But you want to have no. a rundown of the tables and you want to have a rundown of the games for this weekend. Yeah, so uh, there were no senior games at all last week. Uh, there were a couple youth uh, bowl and plate games. Uh, one we're not really bothered with, which was Caldecott, Chepstow losing 8-19 at home to Abertisog. And one we are bothered with is in the plate quarterfinal where Carmarthen Quinns beat Morriston 20 0. So they threw to the semi finals. Happy days. Uh, if we go into the leagues and just, just have a little, a quick look, we don't need to go too too long because most of these are, are set out. So we got Clan Dovery and Carmarthen Quinns in the Premiership. You know, Clan Dovery have already qualified for the playoffs. Uh, Carmarthen Quinns, they're a little bit lonely down the bottom, they're just above neath. Seven points between them, so they should be safe. And you know, when Costello and Johan Lloyd come back to the Scarlets, that should mean Charlie Titcom goes to the Quins and they win every game for the rest of the season, which will not be good news for Cardiff. Uh, in terms of the league, you know, the, the top three are more or less set. Uh, I think, I think Cardiff will make it, but uh, they, they, there's there's a few games in there that I'm not quite sure on. I, and Pontypool and Pontypreeth can both really fight their case to try and get for that fourth spot. But I, I do think the Rags will hold out, unfortunately. I will always love seeing Cardiff fail to get anywhere. But that's just me. <laughs> what, what did Pontypool have their points deducted for? Oh, I saw it somewhere, but I've completely forgotten by now. I'm really sorry about it. No, they, they didn't feel the team, didn't they? Because they the couldn't row, find any front, front rowers. Row. That's oh the yeah, the front row one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pathetic. That was yeah. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> okay, we go down to Championship West, and obviously now at the top of the table, they should be you know plain sailing now for the rest of the season. They do still have to go to Brecon on the thirtieth of March, but you know they they can lose that and still go on to win this league. Uh, five at least five promotion places, so you know there's there's quite a bit to play for you. Llangenic in third. They're pretty much sorted. It then comes down to, you know, that fourth and fifth spot. 
I think Bon and mine are pretty much set with the games they've got left. But you know, that fifth spot, Newcastle, Emlyn and Krimich, they're both in that fight. So they both could still be fighting for promotion by the end of the end of the season, which isn't far away now. So a few games to them. You know, Newcastle, Emlyn, they get to travel to Bon and mine on the 9th of March. And we have the return leg of Krimich, Newcastle, Emlyn on the 23rd. So by the end of March, we should have a really, really clear picture of who's going up and who's staying put. Armandford are only other team in the league. They're just not in a place to to challenge for promotion, but they are more or less best of the rest. They're three points in front of Trevanos. So they're doing pretty well. Fair play to them. Uh, We go into one West, and this is another good league for us. So we've got loads of teams in here. Uh, three teams being promoted, and we finally get into a league where there's some relegation. So we look at the bottom end of the table first. We got Whitland at the bottom on 12 points, and Fellinvol one place above them on 12 points. But so they've got, they got four games in hand. Fellinvol got four games in hand on on Whitland, and Whitland are running out of games, aren't they? Really? Yeah. But the key is Fellinvol haven't won many games. They've got two to their record. One of them was against Whitland. You know, the draw that both teams have was against each other. So I, I don't know where Valenvol are going to pick up any points to. So even though there's only five games left for Whitland and nine games for Valenvol, it could still go either way. So it's, it, there's still that intrigue there. Um, if we go up to the top end of the table, Cletley Wanderers, first place, 12 wins, one loss. I, I can't see any anyone taking them. You know, the, the league is there as and promotion obviously comes with that. Then it comes down to the next two places. Uh, Gosainan, which obviously not ours. We then got Buddyport. There's Gowerton and Kidwelly. Now, th- this is really exciting for me because there's a few games in there that uh, I, I'm waiting to see what happens. Like Kidwelly, you've still got to play Gosainan twice. And Kidwelly can really throw a spanner in the works. They win both them games. It just opens everything up. You know, as it stands, you know, unfortunately, the two boys west of the uh, two boys west, two teams east of the Lacha are in prime position with, you know, expect not expected points, with total points available. But it's going to be fun to see how this one runs out. Other teams in the league, we got Hendy, who are currently in sixth, and Aberystwyth in eighth. Now we'll go on to two west. This, this is a league that has probably annoyed us the most this season. Just because we all thought Tembi would run away with it. And they've slipped mm. up a few times. And it has just been heartbreaking for them and, and for us. Because we, we spoke with Alid Waters, you know, one of their coaches, a couple of times last season. And we were really invested in Tembi towards the back end of last season where they just missed out on promotion. And now it's... it's coming to the same time of season and there's only two spots in Division 2 West going up this year so it might end up being the same thing again so it's really really hard to get your head around if, you, if you're a local Tembi fan or even if you're a far afield Tembi fan as some of us are <laughs> so if we, uh, if we like we said there's two promotion spots up for grabs and there's three relegation places so as I like I'll start at the bottom Army United three points they've won one game all season I'm I'm sorry, but you know you you kind of get what you pay for, and winning one game you're not going to get nowhere. To Christ who were just above them, 
Uh, they're on 18 points, three wins. They do have eight games left, so that that is one thing that they do have. But I can't see where any wins will come from. It's then this next place, which the relegation battle is going to be quite intense because it's not just, you know, 10th and 9th. It's 10th, 9th, 8th, 7th, 6th and 5th. There's literally six points separating 5th through to 10th. And it's it's going to be a reckoning. You know, there's, there's too many games, too many intra-fixtures that is going to decide who goes on or who goes up. But as this and Ponteberim are down in that final relegation place, they've won five games and drawn two, which is really, really impressive for them. Coming off last season, you know, where they only won one game and lost 21. So they've improved massively. It'd be a huge disappointment to see them go down. You know, not that anyone else deserves to go in their place. But, you know, if Mumbles decide to lose the rest of their games all season, you know, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, middle teams then who were in there, Fishguard, are on 30 points. You've got Nankar Eddig on 31, Milford Haven and Kamarden Athletic on 32, and then Mumbles is the last team on 33. Into the promotion battle now. And as it stands, we've got St. Clair's in first on 67, Lacha in second on 53, Lampeter in third on 50, and Tembi in fourth on 48 points. Now, you're thinking with St. Clair's 67, Tembi 48, how, well, what's going on there? Tembi have got three games in hand over Sinclair's. And there's a f- there's a few tasty fixtures that come here. And Lacha are involved in three of them. So hopefully, Lacha can lose all of them and they can drop out. So the first one we got now is coming next week, not this weekend, the week after the 9th of March. Lacha travel to Sinclair's. And, you know, hopefully, mm-hmm. Sinclair's will do us a favor and they'll just go, yeah, we'll just swap these flies away. I know that, w- that one win could be enough for, you know, Tembi to push their way into that second spot. There's then Lampeter at home to Lacha on the 6th can, of April. Can I just say, and reiterate yeah. the point, no one likes Lacha. No one likes Lacha. No one likes Lacha. Like, there are people in Lacha that refuse to support Lacha because no one likes Lacha. Go on. Yeah, so we got Lampeter against Lacha, uh, against Lacha on the 6th of April, which it'll, it'll be a tasty one. We got St. Clair's at home to Lampeter on the 13th of April. And there's one game that hasn't been rearranged yet, which is 10B at home to Lacha. So all three of Lacha's difficult games in this top four setting are all away. So I'm hoping, well, I'm more than hoping, I know that that's going to mean Lacha are going to start dropping down and someone else, either Lampeter or 10B, are going to take our place. But the way I've been looking at these fixtures, and it's, it's very much possible that St. Clair's, Lacha and Tembi, you know, with the way results are going, all end up on the same amount of points come the end of the season. So, you know, this is a proper top four battle. I think Lampeter are probably just a little bit too far outside. They, they could force themselves into it with a few results going, going for them, but I, I think it might be a stretch too far. So it for me, it's St. Clair's, Lacha and Tembi, and I'm hoping it's going to be St. Clair's and Tembi that go up. So... No one likes Lacha. Yeah. No one likes Lacha. No so, one likes Lacha. No one likes Lacha. You know, you can go east, you can go west, north, south. Well, you can go very, very south. You know, you can go south to Cornwall or whatever, the, wherever it ends up in that, that in Shetland. And, you know, they still hate them. Hmm. So, I was um, on holiday in Mexico 
And I took a boat trip out to an island in the middle of the Caribbean with nobody else there, just one guy in a palm tree. And I said, who's your favorite team? He said, I don't know, but I fucking ain't lying. That's, that's, how, that's how bad that is. That's how bad it is. So if anyone's been going on all well sport lately, you'll notice they've put the promotion, the relegation places in. So I, I clicked on the three USB when I, w- I was looking to see who, who's, you know, who's challenging, who's not. So there's a top four with one promotion space who, who could all finish top and then the rest again relegated. So hmm. you're either fighting for the title or you can get out to the league and, you know, from from what we can see, there's a there's a new reshuffle. So three West A and three West B emerging, blah blah blah. But that's a story for another day. Hmm. So at the bottom, we got Llanabader on four, Langham on nine, Pembroke Dockwins on twenty one, Pembroke on twenty six, Nayland on twenty nine, and Saint David's on thirty two. You know, n- none of them uh, have really got much of an opportunity to force their way into that top four to escape relegation. So I, I'd imagine they're already reserved to going into this new four west or three west two or however they decide to, to you know magic around this time. So if if we look at the top four as it stands, we got Aberdeen in first on sixty one, Haverford West in second on fifty eight, Cardigan in third on fifty seven, and then with so many games in hand, they don't know what to do with themselves. Lan on 37 points. Play the games, is my suggestion. <laughs> it is. So but they are, they've got five games in hand on Cardigan. And... They, they do. There's, there's so many games left to play for Lan, and the way I've looked at it, I've looked at all the fixtures that are scheduled. They've still got four games that are not scheduled, plus a possible cup semi-final and a final. So the absolute earliest they will finish this season, if they, if they make those the, the cup semi and final and they play every single Saturday is the 25th of May so <laughs> don't book any weddings boys <laughs> nobody's allowed to get married until August end of they, they, they've got a long old season 25th of up. May is the Champions Cup final it'd be, it'd be mm. a great day it'd be, it'd be the be Lan's Cup final because by all rights they should Double head, double header at the Tottenham Stadium. I'm, I'm hearing. <laughs> oh, that's it. I'm up for that. I'll definitely go for that. I'll, I'll pay the price to see Lan. To be honest, so, most of the people who are going to be there in the stadium for that game wouldn't know whether they were watching Lan or La Rochelle. To be honest, if you told them, if you just told them, yeah, that's La Rochelle, that is, they'd go okay, and then head to the bar <laughs> like they normally do. Yeah. So the uh, the interesting fixtures now in uh, in this league, we got. Aberdeen run against Lan on the 30th of March. Halford West against Lan on the 6th of April. And uh, we've got, there's also Cardigan against Aberdeen and Lan against Haverford West, which haven't been scheduled. So it's, there, there's a lot up to play for. And we'll, we'll just see how it goes. I, I think Lan are going to do it. But, you know, a, a slip up here, a slip up there. Who knows what's going to happen? Right, we go down to the three West B now. This is the last one we look at because you know me, I take ages with this stuff. But uh, same again, you know, uh, promotion, one place, six teams getting relegated. So you know, that's not nice for anyone. So uh, we start at the bottom as we do. We've got Trigaran on four points, Binier on five, Fandibi on 15, Trimsaran, who I tipped for the league, stupidly, you know. Finished second last season. Yeah, they, they'll go on. They'll have another good season, yeah. like hell. 
they're they're on 22 then Llan Gardog and Llan Dilo both on 29. Now, there is a relegation battle here. <coughs> and Llan Dilo, Llan Gardog and even Trim Saren are involved in it with the team above them, which is Furnace. And Furnace are on 32 points. So it's, it's going to be a fun one. A fun one for them, as I always say. You know, uh, I, I can't see which way this one is going to go. Trim Saren got a few games in hand. Slangard and Slangard local games in hand over Furnace. So it's, it's it's a tricky one to try and predict. Uh, I, I'd probably want to back Furnace because, you know, they are closer to me than the others. But, you know, <laughs> there we are. Okay. Yeah, my, my, my girls uh, my girls trained on the pitch for the Stradis Osman. So let's back Furnace. Come on. They, they okay. help the girls out. They deserve to stay in the league. Yeah, they, but, yeah good deeds get rewarded. So yeah. what's um what's the fixtures like for this weekend, mate? Okay, if we go into this weekend now, doo, 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 let me get onto my race page. Okay, there's loads because it's a full round. You know the that national team with with the the, the <laughs> prickly things. Mm. They they're not playing. So obviously we start at the top as we do. Uh, Premiership. We've got Carmarthen Quins at home to Aberavon. Championship West, we got Crimmich at home to Tata Steel, Narbeth at home to Ammonford, Trebanos at home to Newcastle Emlyn, and Flangenich travel to Estalavera. One West, we got Aberystwyth at home to Verlinvall, Hendy travelling to Gosainan, Kidwelly hosting Wickland, and Burryport travelling to Pencloud. One West, we got Brynaman at home to Birchgrove, into two West, Lampeter at home to Carmarthen Athletic. Fishguard travel to Lucha. Ham United head down to Mumbles. St. Clair's at home to Ponteberem. Tembi at home to Milford. And to Christ hosting Nantgeredig. Three West Day, we've got Cardigan at home to Pembroke. Uh, Pembroke Dock Quins at home to Nayland. And St. David's at home to Llanabudda. Division Three West B, we've got Binya at home to Llandivy. Llangadog at home to Tregaran. New Dock Stars, where he. At home to Furnace, that was the worst, worst way hey or anything I've ever done in my life. I only done it for her, and oh, it I fell well flat, didn't it? Well, it's it's because like we pancake. we lost the we lost the last game, so they got to win me back. Got to win hmm. you back, oh, Christ in hell! Who'd be his missus? All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got Trim Saren at home to Betters, uh, Tumble at home to Kevin Nathan. That's a big one to look out for in three West B. Uh, five West Central is Pennybank at home to Pandavanan. And now it's into the cup games because it is cup week. So Premiership Cup, we've got Llandavry at home to Ebu Vale. Uh, no cup games in Championship Championship Cup for some random reason, I don't know. Uh, we go into Division 1 Cup, the semi-finals. Llanechry Wanderers will play both wells down at Blackwood. Glenetha play in Mountain Ash in Abercombe. Into Division 2. Aberavon Quinns are playing Puthcall in Ton Maur. Panatha playing Llanarin in Bedwas. Into the Division 3 now, and this is a cup quarter final. Lan are at home to bring Kevin, and the winners will go to the semi final to face Blinder. Division 4 cup semi final. Sandwich Major at home, to, at home playing Tonna in Puthcall. New Pantig against Newport Saracens in Nelson. Division 5, Comturch are playing in Comarvan against Dennis Powers. Seven Sisters playing Ruth in second in Newtown. Uh, down into the youth now, because there's still some games left over that, you know, 
flood in whatever reason. Youth bowl, we've got Gowatan against Abakanan. Youth plate, we've got Bargoid against Ebu Vale. Carmarthen Athletic is still due to play Ruthin. So we haven't had a fixture set for that, but we'll expect it to be sometime soon. Uh, in the Youth Cup, they've actually gone through to the next stage when they're playing their semi-finals. So Llandailo are playing Penland Dunvant and Tonmaur are playing Gosainan. And that is every single fixture you want to know about and a lot of fixtures you don't want to know about. <laughs> so that, that's just the way it goes. I'll tell you everything, you know. Is it Easter yet? Can I open my eggs? <laughs> can I Can I just take on one more point for you? I, I'm going to have a proper go at the WRU for the sake of the community game by you. Go on then. You, were, you arranged cup semi-finals and quarter-finals on a fallow week of the Six Nations. So most of these teams haven't played... I've played one game in five weeks. Mm. Where, where is the sense in that? You want these teams firing at their best. What is the difference between playing a league game this week, which every other team is, and you know playing this cup semi-final, quarter-final, first week of April? So they've had two more games to you know get a bit of form on. You want it to be exciting. You want you want these teams to be at their best. You know you want to be at the best all the time, but you really want them at their best when it comes to the final knockout stages. So it, it's just people can complain and say they need to move Ireland versus Wales because someone's playing down in the community that day, <laughs> so they need to reschedule it to avoid the clash. They should, they should. The national game, they've got the money; they can they can move it whenever they want, you know. So the community game doesn't have that, you know, they don't have that luxury. You know, they got to play the game during daylight hours because otherwise mm. they can't afford to run. Also, if you schedule. You know, we, we know what we're like with fixture clashes in Wales these days and the WRU these days. So if you schedule the cup games for the same time as the Six Nations game, you're implying that no Gowerton players are going to get picked for Wales. And that's just, that's a slap you in the face. You really can't do that. Especially when they're not even in the cup. So, you know, shows how much who has been listening to me over the last week. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Right. Okay. Well, as we've touched on the national team, so we're, we're very, very briefly going to have a, a quick roundup of the national side. So, Hugh, what were your thoughts about the game on Saturday? Um, I thought Wales... Well, I was messaging people before the game saying this could easily be 50, and it wasn't. So it was better than we were all expecting. I think this game was always about how close are Wales to Ireland? And the answer was closer than we thought. Um, I thought we made Ireland work really hard. I think we made Ireland work harder than France did. Um, but the, uh, Wales's problems were with, that, were with the ball. When we didn't have the ball, we were all right. When we had the ball, that's when we had problems. And so my magic number for this week is Sam Costello... 16 passes, 17 tackles. So if you look down at his hands during the game, it was more likely that he had an Irishman in them than the ball. <laughs> okay, that, that could be taken a few different ways here. You need to be a bit more clear. But no, it, it's the I, same yeah. story. You know? mm. I, I wondered if we had a decent 13 on the field and maybe a, a tidy crash ball 12 with a bit of handling skills. You know, someone like Eddie James. You know, it might, things I, might have been different. I, I I I know people are joking when they say about Eddie James. I think in a couple of seasons' time, he's he will be I, for the next World Cup. 
he's perfectly placed. He's the right age. He'll be coming through. And as long as he stays injury-free the season before the next World Cup, yeah, the, he he will be Wales' 12 at the next World Cup. Because there so it'll be Archie else. Hughes, Sam Costello, Eddie James, Joe Roberts, probably Tom Rogers at fullback, and uh, we'll Tommy have Lewis. found two more wingers no. by then. No, I, I'll say I thought Cam Winnett has been playing outstanding of yeah, what last year's and my 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 comment on rap but they keep asking me about George North and then I start talking about George North and then they all shut me down. Uh because I'm talking about George North again. And and the point is is this is very, very simple. He isn't a thirteen. He hasn't played there. He doesn't know how to play there. He can't defend there. And if anyone wants to argue with that, go back and look at the video and see how many times he gets caught behind a ruck. And he's not sure whether he's meant to be left or right. And he gets caught biting in and he's waiting for somebody to tell him what to do. It's not fair on him. It's not fair on the players around him. It's confusing. Put him on the wing where he knows what he's doing and let him do what he needs to do. You know, when he was running with ball in hand, he was actually quite strong. There were, there were a couple of times during that game where he took the ball going backwards. You know, it's a scrappy ball is knocked on or whatever. And he's taking the ball going backwards. And he's made 10 yards, 15 yards, just pure grunt, you know, like 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 an open side or a number eight, just pure grunt. Let the guy do what he does best. Yeah. Give him a bit of space and let him run at small people. Give him the ball ahead of steam and let him run at big people. Yeah. And the guy will make you 10, 15 yards. Don't ask him to defend a really experienced comfortable, confident backline where he's standing there panicking, arms flailing, do I go in, do I go out, what do I do? Yeah. The amount of space that he's leaving outside him is is unreal. So stop stop being, you know, we, we have to find somebody to play 13. George North has to play there because nobody else can play there. There are plenty of other people that can play there. Put George North on the wing, let him come on a crash ball off nine, off ten, and cause damage. That's what he does best. And for the love of God, I can't understand why. It, it, it would be like putting me at ten, because I've played a couple of games. And and I've played, I, I, I played lots of games. Yeah, but I played him at number eight. Why put me at 10 where I've got no idea what I'm doing at 10 just because I've played a game? It's a different position. It's he needs to play on the wing, let him play on the wing, and let's get the ball in his hands going forward. That's that's how you get the best out of, of George North. Go on, carry on. Carry 12, on. Is, 12 is the interesting position at the moment. That's the one yeah. that everyone's talking yeah. about. Because I don't think Nick, Nick yeah. Tompkins has been bad. No. I just think... We need a big ball carrier. We need somebody to go yeah. 10 metres. Because George North is the only player in the... They're definitely of the back line, if not the whole team. You can give the ball and he will smash over the game line. He's the only player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the options at 12, you got Max Flewellen, who is sat on the bench at Gloucester. So that hasn't gone very well, has it, Max? You got Bryn Bradley, who's sat at the bench at Harlequins. Although he's probably going to get more game time now because Esther Hazen's off to the Sharks. Um, you got Keith from Neath. Mm. Moving on. You got Eddie James, who's only just literally played five hey! games. <laughs> so, you know, he won't be ready until at least week after next. Mm. And um who else you got? 
Johnny Williams. Yeah, and, and that's the bit. I think if Johnny Williams is fit, he probably would be in there. It's just simply because he gives you go forward. And well, for all his other faults and his inability to stay injury-free, you know, he'd give you go forward. And that's what we need. Right? None of the forwards are doing it. It's not happening in the forwards. And that's normally, that's where Ireland do it. Ireland can put who they want in the backs because it's the forwards that give them those 10 metres, 5 metres, 5 metres, 7 metres, 10 metres. And all of a sudden you've gone 40 metres up the pitch. Your backs can do what they want. They can fanny around with their hair. They can do ponytails. They can do their makeup and still score in the corner. Yeah, because they've got that platform. Well, to be fair, Johnny Williams is actually he's a part of Team Wales because if if you look at his suspension record, he he is missing these games, so he must be in Team Wales because he's missing Team Wales games. <laughs> I'm still pretty annoyed at that. I, have you seen the Ray Lee Law? Um, yeah, he's got a game in the Welsh Premiership, a semi-pro game for a club he's never played for as one of his suspension games. Where yeah. the Fuck! Did they come up with that? Same place you know, we I, got it for Lazana, mate. It, 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 it's we all do it, you know, and it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's a disgusting. Like I, I called it out recently with Johnny Williams. I'll say the same again. It's absolutely fucking bullshit. You're gonna buddy suspend someone, do it properly. Yeah, punish them. Yeah. Okay. Anything else from the Wales game? Anything that we want to particularly uh... discuss? Stinking. It was nice to see other people sticking up for Sam Costello, uh, mm. saying that you know, the classic Welsh thing, the packs getting monsters in hard reverse in the scrum time must be the 10's fault, you know, kind of thing. Mm. Um, he actually, if you look at, uh, I'm going to post this tomorrow, if you look at the territory maps um, and possession maps, well, the England game versus the Ireland game, in the England game, we played mostly around halfway, if not in our half. And in the Ireland game, we mostly played in their half, or their 22. That's Sam Costello. That's having a proper fly half at fly half. And his territory gains per kick were about 10 metres more than Johan Lloyd's. So it, it just, just kind of shows it. When he had the ball for 25% of the game... That's 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 where the issue is. If you've only, you can gain as much territory as you want, but if you've only got the the if they've got the ball three times as long as you've got it, they're yeah, gonna do yeah. more with it. The other thing is, Kieran Hardy's not really doing anything off the bench, is he? I know, he, he did break up the game. He did break it. What he is good at is very quick tap and goes. And when he does a quick tap and go. I think I could do a tap and go quickly. You'd be surprised how few people do. And when he does it, he go and have a look at the amount of tries that he scored off tap and goes. And you go, oh, it's a very niche yeah. skill. But it's effective because the forwards don't they they're not expecting it. Yeah, they they oh penalty, all right, bang, what 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 happened there? And he's gone. Yeah. And you're on the front foot, and you're on the front foot five meters ahead of where their their back row are, yeah. And we we did that twice. Thomas Williams did it once, and Kieran Hardy did it once, and it instantly puts you way beyond them. And what it does as well is it makes them really conscious about giving away penalties. And when they do give away a penalty, they don't sit back and relax. Mm -hmm. They cannot switch off, and it's draining. It's draining for them. And if 
we were a bit more switched on, he'd have somebody with him that when he's gone past the first two men, he could offload to rather than getting dicked on the floor and turning the ball over. That's the difference. So to put into context, you know, how niche a skill this tap and go is, you'll only see a nine or a 10 ever tap and go with the ball in his hands. You look at the five meter, you know, tap and goes, we see the ball is always on the floor. To kick that ball Mm -hmm. and tap and go going forward at pace, it is a massive skill. And it's surprising how hard it can be to do. And but when it's done right, like you said, you know that that ten meter advantage line, you know, for the for the defensive line, it's a lot more than ten meters because you've already hit gone past one or two, like you said. And then that third man is thinking, "Hang on, I'm back far enough for you." And bang, you've given the penalty away. Hmm. So it's it is dynamite when it works, but we're just not we're not creating the penalties. We're not switched on enough. We're not. It's I think Gatlin, Gatlin's blind spot has always been attack. We've never had a good attack whenever we've been coached by Gatlin's. You know, has anyone figured out what rugby chaos is yet? Um, <laughs> but he needs to change because we're this whole picking go and wearing them down and tiring them out thing. Teams are all doing six two splits on the bench now, and that doesn't work anymore. They just bring on a fresh pack on fifty minutes, and then that that mm. that tactic doesn't work. So Gatlin needs to. Either get some fresh ideas or bring in a new attack coach who's got fresh ideas and give that person the uh, autonomy to say, look, come up with an attack that's going to work for us because bashing down the door with their sledgehammer isn't going to work anymore. So we need to come up with, you know, deception and detail and little moves and things. But all Welsh teams are the same. Wales, four regions, the under-20s, everything, all the same. There's no detail in attack. It's all, you have the ball, run it in, see what happens. Okay, now you have the ball, run it in, see what happens. All, all teams are the same. It's well, frustrating. Well, that, that's the problem. And you don't even need to go into all this experience detail. We need you standing here for this play. You for this. you can have everyone in the same position and have multiple plays going off, depending on what the, the defence do. First man bites in, you know, you do this, second man bites in. You, they saw many alternatives that you can have. There was a play, I think, in Super Rugby a couple ago. I think Bowden Barrett, when he was at the when he's at the Blues his first season, and they played on the same exact same setup, and they played it three or four times in the same game, and it worked every time. And it, it, a different defender bit in on each occasion, and they just done it with ease. And I know that is New Zealand. You might say, "Oh, they better." They're humans. They're people. They're not supernatural. They they don't have you know. But were they playing against Australians? <laughs> no, I think it was. I think it was against uh, the Highlanders. But I, oh, I okay. know that. Doesn't, I don't know that doesn't say much. But you know, the Highlanders right now look a bit better because they got a start here. Well, yeah, former <laughs> former Scarlet Reese Patchell going in instantly the best player in the whole of Super Rugby. Not surprised to us. Obviously, <laughs> if you're listening, Patch, mm. come on the pod, please. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> So and when you it, when you talk about doing like trick moves and all of that kind of stuff, have you seen on YouTube and social media? It was a youth team that did so. It was a lineup, yeah, and it's in the opposition twenty-two. And the the scrum half shouts something, and they all turn to look at the scrum half, and then he gets his hands out in like a pistol thing and starts pretending to shoot them like this. And as he's pretending to shoot them, they all fall down. And there's there's one guy left at the front, so there's a hooker and the front guy, and the opposition go, what the f- 
fuck was that? And as they turn around to look at each other, he pops into the guy at the front and he legs it from the 22 and scores. And you're sitting and you're genius. It's just, I, I don't think it would work at international level, but, you know, as a, as a, a, a video of how to think differently on the pitch, it was just brilliant. I, I loved it. It's, Speaking it's... of videos, I've just been. Um, so we were just talking before we came on air that rap TikTok has gone a bit crazy this week. So I was just having a look <laughs> at on, on my video because my video yeah. was way behind Lee's and still is. Um, but it was it was on two hundred views like yesterday, and now it's on fifteen hundred. So I'm like, what's changed? So it's got a load of comments. So I was just having to read the comments earlier, <laughs> and um, an Irish chap Everything. and a Welsh chap. Um, have gotten into a bit of an argument and that's why there's so many comments on it um, so the Irish chap says ref was shocking against Ireland <laughs> not sure how he's got to that and then the guy uh, who's got a, a username that might not be the most PC so I won't read it out yeah. <laughs> um, has replied saying no he hasn't and then the Irish guy comes back and says yes the ref said that um your advantage had run out that's not a thing and it's like no that's definitely a thing yeah, but anyway so this this goes back and forth for a few comments and then someone out of nowhere <clears throat> someone completely out of nowhere who wasn't even involved in the original argument comes back and says have you been a have you been a bleep bleep all your life or was it a recent blow to the head all capital letters <laughs> and that's it that's the whole uh, that's the whole post yeah, I love stuff like that. I, I love the fact that it was like I I did my recording, sent it to you, and you put it up there, and I just ignored it because like normally it gets like three, four hundred views or whatever. And then I checked it on the Sunday morning. On Sunday morning it was like three and a half thousand. And I messaged you, I said, I messaged you, what what's happened? What's what's gone on? I'm scared. I don't want to look at it in case somebody's like slagging me off and, and and putting stuff on there and it's scary stuff social media boys it, it's yeah uh, you know even when it's going well you're a bit scared about why is it going well like you know yeah you do think when when you have a big video and it hits you like have i done something wrong because <laughs> sometimes you because the thing about content creation is that like views compared to work there's no there's no, there's no link so yeah. something you can spend weeks on does nothing and something that you can spend five minutes on goes crazy so mm -hmm. sometimes if you it like literally as you say if you post something and forget about it and then come back to it and it's got thousands of views you're panicking a bit you're like what what have yeah, i done which well... <laughs> <laughs> is something dodgy in the background that's uh and somebody's seen it and put it on a post in it yeah anyway let's um let's talk before we talk scarlet's and the trip to Connaught. Let's talk about action at the park this weekend, which is the uh, Thunder doubleheader. So, Hugh, you're the man in the know on this. So it's the last round of the Celtic Challenge. It's the last round of the weird playoff doubleheader thing. So they had a doubleheader up in Scotland for the first round. For the This is a three-leg playoff. So they've done that. Now they've done... Just this week, just gone a double header in Ireland. So there was a game at the Kingspan, I think. Yep. If not two. And Wolfhounds have been crowned champions. Um, we're never in doubt, I don't think so. Um, so now it's the last round. So the last round is a double header at Parker Scarlets. So it's Edinburgh versus Clovers. 
Rovers is an Irish team. Mm-hmm. And that'll be good. That'll be a high quality game. They're both two good teams. Um, so I think that's on first. And then second is the uh, Welsh derby again, uh, which is Thunder versus Lightning. And yeah, looking forward to it. It should be, given that uh, we got 700, I think, for the last game that we played at the park, I think it's doable to get over a thousand for this one. And that would be fantastic. Um yeah, looking forward to it. Gwalior Lightning are very good. So it is a big mm. challenge for our, our our girls, but yeah, but backing them, backing them. They've managed to get a bit of confidence. They did a good uh, job on Glasgow at home, and then they and did away. another job on them away. And then um, I think we got a bit unlucky in a couple of games. And I think the fixture list kind of was a bit unkind to us as well. So. Looking forward to it, really. It's, like I said, it should be a good game. And remember, it will be on Rugby Pass TV for anybody who can't be there in person. But it should be a good day out either way. Go on, Mark. Yeah. yeah uh, and I wanted to add another thing about this weird playoff system. Now, obviously, it's top three and bottom three split into these playoffs. And I thought that the table was like sort of going to be split down the middle. You know, top three would stay up there and the bottom three would say we are. But no, Gwalior are now locked in fourth place. Not fourth place, third place. So they've jumped up. So it, it just beggars belief how they thought this was actually going to work in a favourable way. I mean, maybe a little knockout style would have been better. But uh... all, all all development tournaments are the same. Like they got this Six Nations festival thing going on with like under 18s and things, and that doesn't yeah. make any sense either. It's just three so... games. In like six days. That's gonna yeah, be and there's work. eight teams. So it's the Six Nations Festival. There's eight teams in it because rugby, mm. and they all play three games each. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, a rugby just, thing at the moment. It just makes no sense. My head it's is hurting, boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, no, it's, I, it's, it is a real shame they didn't jump on the, the Rugby Europe Championship bandwagon. You know, the two groups of four that like they've got, three games each, and, and having, having, you know, a finals day which wouldn't have been much extra work. But yeah. I, I want to add in this festival the skinginess of the WIU and how all they care about is money. The Under-18s Festival is in Italy. Obviously, three match days for everyone. Every stadium, absolutely free. Come in, come enjoy, come watch. And that's the boys. Not men's yet, boys. Mm. The girls, Under-18s, is up North Wales. Tickets start from a tenner. <laughs> Really? Yeah. To watch uh, under 18 nationals. And they're supposed, they're supposed oh, to be, I... you know, spreading the love of the game, hyping it up. How are you going to hype it up if you're charging to watch under 18s? You know, these are supposed to be the pinnacle of the game. You know, you want people to come in. Just, you're putting a massive barrier in place. You know, mm. you, you're paying that to go watch Brithan or Gwalia, you know, teams that only existed a few months ago. There just doesn't seem to be any sense. Unless they can make money, they don't care. I thought the general accepted kind of uh, entrance fee for under-18s was three quid. Yeah. My fingers are up if no one's watching on YouTube. Yeah, because you're stuffing your face. Yeah. Come here, worm. Sorry. Jelly, jelly snakes. I do have jelly a cream snakes. egg as well, in, ca- in case you're wondering. Just and I've keep been the sipping energy a can- and I've been sipping a can of Dr. Pepper. No product placement at all. <laughs> Matt wonders why he, de- why he doesn't sleep very well. It's nine o'clock yeah. at the time recording. <laughs> right, let's let's move on to um, Scarlet's 
trip to Connaught. So first of all, we're going to Connaught and the weather is going to be absolutely atrocious. I don't even need to check the weather app. It's Connaught. It's going to be pissing down, blowing a gale. There'll be snow at half time. There'll be a hailstorm with five minutes to go. There'll be thunder and lightning five minutes into game, and then there'll be sunshine, and you'll have to put bloody factor 50 on about 10 minutes into the second half. Fucking eight. I'll go, though, because it's always nice. (laughs) Go on, Hugh. What have you got on Connor, mate? So, uh, URC make all their stats very accessible, very accessible. So that's a good thing about the URC. Well done to them. Um, so I've been able to get a bit of a crib sheet on Connacht. So here goes. So their defense is ranked the second best in the URC, and Ooh. that's with them already having toured South Africa. So um, that's good. They were actually won a game down in South Africa. They beat the Sharks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't kick very much. So they're ranked 11th for kicking in the URC in total. Well, we're ranked we're ranked 16th. So that's not much of an advantage for us. Um, <laughs> So the bottom of the uh, log for the kicks retained and the 12th for kicks from hands. But like I said, we kick even less than them. When they do kick, they kick off 10 more than they kick off nine. Uh, so discipline, they're very, very disciplined. They're ranked second for uh, discipline in the league. So zero red cards so far this season. Uh, third fewest pens and third fewest scrum pens. Again, we're bottom. So... Uh, scrums and discipline and things not something we're likely to get an advantage over them with uh, they've got the third most this lineouts is a bit weird third most lineouts lost but also Ooh. the most lineout steals <laughs> so basically on their own lineout they're a liability but on opposition lineout they're probably a bit more confident and that's maybe so, why they're go on Mark sorry so we need Fafita on form for this game and we should be Yes, playing. basically. So they favour the front of the line-out. Maybe that shows the confidence that they've got in that. Uh, what else have we got? So uh, in terms of home form, they're ranked right bang in the middle for home form. But remember that they play the Irish, the other Irish provinces. So they're the weak, weakest team in Ireland. So they play Leinster and Munster. Are they the weakest team in Ireland? Ulster's a bit shit at the minute. Cheapest. Mm, cheapest. cheapest, yeah. <laughs> um, so 14 tries scored, 14 conceded in their five home games so far. Uh, like I said, they, they play the other Irish provinces. Uh, their average score at home is 27-21. But in terms of their actual attack, so they're quite middling. So they're quite middling for all of the like main attacking stats, like defenders beating line breaks, blah, blah, blah. They carry a lot, so they're the fourth most carries in the URC, but they've got the worst gain line success in the whole league. So this is quite an Irish thing. Irish teams tend to carry a lot and not necessarily make it over the gain line, apart from Leinster, who carry the most and also get over the gain line the most, because mm. bloody Leinster. Um, they like to do a lot of short passes. Their top try scorer is a prop, Peter Dooley. <laughs> I have to tell Isn't Mark that he... again. Isn't he the heaviest man in, in the, the URC? I don't, Do I remember him as the heaviest man? In Thlaba Kanye, who plays for the Lions, is 153 kilos. So he's probably heavier than that. Sorry, oh, for audio it... listeners, Mark's just come back. Mark, Connaught's top try scorer is a prop called Peter Dooley. Oh, yeah. Come <laughs> on, man. Nah, that's, 
And JJ Hanrahan is the league's most accurate goal kicker. So they're going to take the three a lot. And then their key mm-hmm. players to watch out for are Castle Ford at 12 and uh, Kilgallen at fullback. They're the ones who sort of make all the ball carrying and line breaks and things. They're a bit like us in that they play with the ball a lot, but they don't much care for territory. So it's kind of similar to us in that sense. So where can we target them? I think their line out. I think it's a bit worrying, a bit like the Munster game, because what Munster did to us, they just carried and carried and carried until we were knackered and couldn't walk anymore. And then they just scored tries whenever they wanted. So Connacht might try and do the same thing, but hopefully a bit less effectively. A few less South African internationals in their team, you know. I think it's if we put in a 60 minute performance like we did in our last game, you know, uh, against Munster, if we can learn from that, those 60 minutes and kind of take the points when it's there, slow the game down when we need to, speed it up when we need to, those kind of things, I think we're in with a shout. I think it's a really tough place to go now with the the plastic pitch and all that kind of stuff. It, it has made it a really tough place to go. But I also think that I almost, I almost I'm, I don't care about the result. What I want to see is, are we starting to defend? You know, we've made some coaching change rounds. Are those coaching change rounds having some effect? And for the love of God, can we please start defending tight? If we can work out how to stop people attacking around the side of a ruck, half of the tries that we give away have gone, you know, and 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 we're in the game. So I think our attack has actually been not bad. It, it's been patchy, but when it's worked, it's worked really, really well. Um, I know you want to kick the ball more, Hugh, but I'm I'm quite happy. Develop if that's the the style of play that we're going to develop, about we're going to run everything, then. Let's perfect that style of play and let's go with that style of play and work out who do we need, who needs to do what, and how do we make this style of play work. Let's not just sit there and go, I hope if we keep playing it, we'll 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 all start to work out that this is a good thing. We we need to be aggressive about how we make that style of play work and we need to be clinical. And that, that's the bit. There are too many too many opportunities where we've developed a three-man overlap where we're running from our own 22 and we knocked the ball on or, or something stupid like that or, or we sucked in all of the back three and then we kicked the ball straight into the uh, outside half hands instead of putting it where the space is. It's stupid stuff like that that we, we, we've been doing that we need to aggressively get rid of. So that's what I'm looking for in this game. You know, are we improving in defence. Um, in, in, in terms of defence, you know, we, we all saw an improvement in that Munster game and apparently Jared Vane only had four days, three days, sorry, three days plus a captain's run to get that defence in shape. Whether that's fact or not, that's what we've been told. Uh, but we know, you know, Jared has been a success as a defence coach everywhere he's gone. You know, Ulster's defence was brilliant for years. I can't remember the name of the French team was at, but he was brilliant there again. And so we know what he can do, and he's had a few more weeks with this team. So hopefully, you know, it'll be another step up. And, you know, maybe we've had some words with our conditioning team 
about you know maybe thinking about you know get these boys ready for 80 minute performances not 60 and uh, that'll be a, that'll be another step forward because that, that was an issue like we spoke last week uh, after the Munster game and we spoke about it early in the season about our new uh, conditioning coach about <laughs> about what the old Ulster fans felt about him so that that's the main thing I want I just want the boys to be on the field for 80 minutes and actually be able to perform for 80 minutes that's probably the most important and maybe a few tinkers in selection you know we we mentioned we wanted come to start at 10 i i wanted come to start at 10 well he actually and... might because as we have seen Dwayne doesn't seem to much be fussed about away games no no i mean mm. he, he did it to Len- he did it to him in leinster but you know at, at least this time if it happens he can't chop and change that many players because we don't have that many players available. No, it's not that many there, is it? No. Uh, and one thing I want to see this week that's different is tactical substitutions, not bloody for the, for the sake of it. You know, bring in Jared Taylor off a 40-minute. Why? They, there was no tactical benefit in bringing him off. No tactical benefit in bringing Sam Lozzi off. There was half of the substitutions that were made made absolutely no sense for the time in, and you know I I wouldn't be bothered. I know we've spoken about it just now as well about a six-two bench. I wouldn't be bothered if we went for a six-two bench. You know, had uh, what is it, Evan Jones and Ewan Nicholas because they could cover every position between them. I I know Ewan's not exactly a specialist with ten, but he he has got some experience there. So you know. Our forwards are where we need the game. Like you said, we need to defend in tight better. Mm. Six forwards on the bench might help. It'll it also help not being able to not having to send you know, someone like Ben Williams, who's improved massively throughout the season, back down to the Quins, where if he gets used to that standard again, it's going to be a bigger step up when he comes back. Mm. That yeah. is that is a I'd uh, go with that. I'd go uh, with with what I've just said about them gonna try and carry us to death. Um, six two split makes sense, but I'm a big fan of the six two split anyway. I kind of don't see the point in a five three anymore. I'm a big fan of make the fuckers stay on for eighty and have no bench. And come on, back in my day, we used to be able to do the. We, in my day, we had to fake an injury in order to get a substitution. That's, that's we had to take a blood pill. <laughs> we, I, I do genuinely remember a game where. It was before substitutions were introduced, and it was it was a school game, so it was like well, under twelve, under thirteen, or something like that. And it started hailing, and our school pitch was like as far away from the changing rooms. It was like a five ten minute walk back down to the changing rooms. It was in the middle of a load of pitches. It was completely exposed, and it was hailing, and then. There was like a hail shower and it stopped and you could see the boys like, oh, no, 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 I don't, don't fancy this. And then it started hailing again. And about four <laughs> of the backs went down with an injury. <laughs> You're like, you fannies, you absolute fa- Oh, I can't, I can't, I've, uh, I've hurt my, what is it? My knee, yeah, I've hurt my knee, yeah, I can't carry on. It was ridiculous. Four of our backs went off in the middle of a hailstorm. It's... um. Back in the good old days, they were boys. Back, Back in the good old days when Churchill yeah. was PM. <laughs> Fuck off, man. It's good. Uh, <laughs> it was there for the taking, I have to. No. Anyway, so 
what do we need to do against Connell to win? That's that's score more points. There is that. How do we score more points than Connell? Um, uh, okay, two points of that. How do we stop Connell scoring more points than us? And how do we make sure that we score more points than them? So who wants to go with defence? Uh, don't let them cross our line and don't give them penalties. Oh, you two could be on bloody scrum five with this level yeah. of analysis. You know that, yes. couldn't you? Yeah. Boom. I'd give up. Uh, uh, we, we saw against Cardiff, they, they didn't actually offer that much in attack. So hopefully, you know, they're going to offer the same sort of level against us. And if we do fall out for the full 80, you know, the defence we saw against Munster was would be more than good enough to, you know, last the full game over there. Mm. So I, I think we need to go with a, uh, something similar to a blitz defence from the start and just put massive amount of pressure on 10 and 12 and, and force them into doing stuff that they, they're not comfortable with. Put them on the back foot. Just be openly aggressive. Get in their faces. Start giving them some of this. Start giving them the nudge. Start giving them a little bit of a stamp on the foot and all of that kind of stuff. Get in their face. Get in their ribs and put them off their game early. Yeah, get nasty. We're not nasty enough. Since we lost Jig Ball, there's nobody there that's willing to strangle somebody in the middle of the pitch for calling him Ginger. You know, you, you, we need a bit of nastiness in that pack to really make people fear what we're going to do. And and that's that's where we need to be. That's why I think that Jared Taylor, I thought Plumtree had a little bit of it about him. And yeah. I think that Jared Taylor's got a little bit about him as well. We, he's just... We're still on for my prediction of um, Tane Plumtree uh, coming back from Wales, getting immediately injured, coming back from injury and getting sent off in his first game. That is still very much on the cards. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would expect nothing less because there'd be a fire in his eyes that just goes, I'm, I'm going to have someone. Someone's having it. I've got a lot of pent up anger. Someone's having it. Like, you know, so, but I think we do. I think we, we're too nice. We, we, we let people get away with stuff and we don't referee the game ourselves well enough. We don't, we don't inform the opposition where the offside line is and we don't encourage them to go back past the offside line in a nice, friendly, encouraging way. Um, and that's what we need to do. From well, the, the idea of a blitz defence from the off, it, it would probably suit us at the minute because we've got a nine with the pace and the tackling ability and tenaciousness to cover anything that comes through. Mm. Now, you know, if, if we have Dinky on, which I'm probably expecting it, because, you know, he went with Dinky for his 150th in the last game. He's probably going to want to keep it the same. But it's mm. Peel, so who knows? But we know Dinky Dinky can tackle as well. So we've got a good half-back pair in who can cover that in behind should that, that blitz defence get broken in that first line. So mm. why not? You know, what, what what can we lose? You know, we've already lost 300 games this season, almost 301. You know, let's, let's try something. I can mm. honestly say I've got no idea what team is going to get picked. <laughs> <I've got a clue. laughs> But hopefully now with the, the a bit of the the change around in the coaching team, a bit more stability, that coaching team will know who's staying and who's going next year, and we should be in a position where we can start building. And that's well, on, we on that note, we've had our first renewal of the season. You know? Oh yeah, I forgot that yeah. happened this week. Yeah, Tom, Tom Rogers, Rogers and yeah. 
sorry our social media team was like everyone else is doing funny videos we should do a funny video what's funny oh he likes coffee that's funny let's film him getting a coffee (laughs) in the scarlet's coffee lounge yeah (laughs) you know yeah i i'm not not something quirky about you tom i like it i like a copper oh yeah brilliant Ah uh, well, the the video it, it it was alright, but you know it, it's supposed to keep it a secret throughout the whole thing. And you see the TR on his shirt pretty early on, and you're like, <laughs> oh, "Come on, we know who it is, man! Come on, boys!" No, uh, I I I like Tom. Um, if you spoke to me about a about a year year and a half ago, I I would have said he's destined for great things, like really great things. I um, mean, he, he hasn't quite kicked on as much as I would have expected him to. Like I I really would have anticipated him being. The 15 in this Wales team right now. Uh, I, I know he's injured and whatnot, but he, he hasn't done anything to show that he deserves that spot. I but don't it, think it, he's it, even first choice 15 at Scarlet's, mate. No, nah. but that, that, that's what I mean. This is. I don't know who is. Um, whoever gets there first, I think. You know, that's, that seems to be the way it goes. <laughs> they Field all push it on the halfway yeah. line and they, they all start at a different go. corner. And when, when he pops the balloon, everyone gets to go. <laughs> that's it. That, that's got to be the way selection works. It's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll, let's let's get some predictions then. Let's, let's wrap up with some predictions. So, Hugh, let's have your prediction for... Scarlet v Connaught v Scarlet on this weekend. Uh, 29-27 to the Scarlet. So two point win. Okay, cool. Martin? Ooh, this is a tough one. No, I, I think it's we're gonna we're gonna get the win. Obviously, I have only been twice, right twice this season with my predictions. But you know, I know I know this well, one because we've only won twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go. Let's go. Twenty six fifteen. Scarlet, come on! I I feel happy because Italy's the last game for Wales, so Joe Robert is definitely coming back to us. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I predicted a Connell win on what? Rack. Yeah, what? I just... No, I just think we... <laughs> Can I kick him out? I just think that there's there's a lot of stuff that needs to be changed and perfected. Um, so, I'm going to... Th- I think on a good day, it's probably a draw. But uh, I think I said Connell by five, so I'm going to go 10-5. I think as long as I can see something in defence, something working in defence, and we're not leaking stuff around the corners of rucks and in tight, um, I'll be happy. So yeah, I'm gonna go ten five to to, to Connell and uh, referee struck by lightning at half time and had to change him and then. Uh, yeah, a bald-headed referee comes on and gets sunburn and second-degree burns in the second half. So Do we know who the ref is yet? No, Thursday is when they come out, mm. I think. So I'll wait for my email. I'll, I'll notify you. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, I always predict the Scarlet win. I just, I just can't see it. It's because you're a traitor. I, I can see it in you. 
It's because they've said they're the same club as Slaneffy RFC. You've 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 wavered. Oh, let's not oh, get into that. In, oh, I'm gonna have to edit that bit now, aren't I? Oh, here we go. Right. Anyway, so let's not forget uh 200 youtube subscribers and i will put my uh my beyonce dance on our youtube channel and can i have your ideas for charity auctions what would you like us to auction off a charity or do something charity wise for christmas because times to give it back so we will do a naked run around the pembrokeshire coast no no i've already in november I said that on the the rap thing, my only thing will be that I, nobody does Budgie anything. Said. Nobody does anything naked because I've got Budgie a mate. <laughs> I've got the, my my mate Carwin that started the the rap podcast for me. That's the first thing that will come to his head. We're doing something for charity. That means we're doing it naked. Naked. Or we're yeah. getting naked. There'll be nakedness in oh, this. Oh, Happy days. Oh, it's, it's one of those things that I can guarantee Carwin is sitting there going, like, what do you mean I can't do it naked? Why won't you do it naked? Go on, I'll pay you to do it naked. <laughs> it's just the way he is. Oh, I've, I've got one for Carwin he can do. He can tuck like a drag queen does. If you've ever watched RuPaul's Drag Race, you'll know what I mean. You can do I've, it naked then. I, I, I think someone should uh, pay all three of us to go to a Scarlet's game in Mankinis. That's that's I what I would say. Have to pay a lot of fucking money. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a big earner. That, um, and it's not so going you... to charity. <laughs> well, you two say you need money for it. There I am. I haven't got my size. <laughs> I've got one for you, Max. One for anyway, right. Let's uh let's wrap that one up there then, gents. Thank you very much for your time this evening. Uh enjoy your rugby this weekend. We'll come back, we'll do this all again next weekend. With smiles and happy faces all around. Uh enjoy it, boys. All the best. Ta-da. Ciao, boys. Have fun. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to the Scarlet's Fever podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to us as it really helps us spread the word. You can find us on all the usual social media channels or email us on welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. And remember, whatever the question, rugby is always the answer. Podcast Network.